You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good info-packed show for you today. We've got a lot of things to cover. We're going to talk a little bit previewing the Reality Steve podcast coming up in a couple hours with Dr. Diane Strakowski. Really good conversation there. We're going to talk a little bit about the formatting of the show. We're going to talk a little bit about Bachelor in Paradise. Have some final thoughts on how Rhea from Barstool corrected herself. Well, not corrected herself, but how she handled uh, being wrong. I have info from the group date a couple days ago with Charity. And then I'm going to talk a little Survivor and Challenged to round it out. And we will get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Love and Pies. For a tasty mix of love and drama, download Love and Pies for free today and check out the Lake Pass event available now through May 7th. That's Love and Pies, free to download in the App Store or Google Play. Like I said, it is free to download in the App Store or Google Play. All right, let's get started. Podcast number 332 that's coming out in a couple hours is with Dr. Diane Strakowski. She was on just a month ago before Hometowns took place, but obviously since there's been a lot that happened on the overnight dates and on the after the final rows, I think this is such a good conversation with her being a licensed psychologist and a licensed therapist. She really kind of gets to the root of things and You know, she can only go off of what she sees on television. She's never spoken to Gabby personally. She's never spoken to Katie personally. She's never spoken to Zach personally. But she just has a really good ear and eyes for what she sees on television. And I think it's, I I really enjoy talking to her. She is going to be a mainstay on this podcast when major events happen that we see on these shows. It's just, she's, she's too good not to have on. So just uh, know that's coming up in a couple hours. That'll be released about 9.45 Eastern time. Should be out at the latest, 10 o'clock Eastern time. However, my Sports Daily, the last two days, uploaded at 8.30 Eastern time, hasn't even hit my feed until 9.15, 9.30 Eastern time. So, again, I'm at the mercy of Apple Podcasts. When I upload them, just know that on Thursdays, when I have three podcasts that come out, the Daily Roundup is set for a 7.30 a.m. release, Sports Daily Eastern Time. Sports Daily is an 8.30 Eastern Time release, and my Thursday weekly podcast is a 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time release. So when they're in your feed, I can't control. Daily Roundup, after we had that one weird day Friday when I was in Vegas, and it didn't show up for like 10 hours in the feed, hasn't had any problems since. So it's so random, but I wish I knew how to correct it. It'd be so much easier. You know, one thing that I talk about with Dr. Diane, and it's at the very, very end. I I thought I was going to talk about it earlier, and then as we were wrapping up, I was like, oh, shit, didn't bring this up, is it's really weird, and somebody mentioned it in the reader emails yesterday, but... Back in the day, and I want to say pre-COVID, every time, I mean, they've had a live after the final rose forever now. I mean, I can't remember when they started, but they've always done, hey, 
you know, three hour finale. Sometimes it's over two nights, but you usually get, you know, the live shots of the audience and then they show the the show of what happened during the final rose ceremony and all that stuff. And then they bring it back to the studio. And for the longest time, it was just like while they did come in and out of commercial breaks with the live segment, they let it kind of breathe and let it play out. And normally you would just be like, OK. It was a very trying day that day. Here is so-and-so. Uh, you know, here is the ending to the season. And then they would show the first woman or male getting out of the limo and getting dumped. We'd come back, usually do a live shot, and the host, whether, you know, it was Chris Harrison, would just be like, it was a very tough day uh, that day. And go to commercial break. And then come back. And they said, now... Let's see what happens, you know, with the second woman or the second man. And then we would see a proposal. And then it would, the live after the final rose would officially start right at the two hour mark. And they would bring out girl number two and they would bring out the final couple. It's really weird how they're doing it now, but I, I see it to a certain extent because let's be honest, when Gabby got dumped by Zach, as heartbreaking as it was, to go immediately into a live studio shot of Jesse sitting right next to Gabby and she's already crying, that was good TV. In the old days, we would have had to have watched that breakup, then we would have had to watch the engagement with Katie and then bring out Gabby and then bring out Katie. So I don't know. <laughs> I still don't know how I feel about it because after we see Gabby get dumped, and then we go to the live shot of Jesse and Gabby having that talk, and then Gabby and Zach having that talk, and her in tears, and her, you can tell, completely still shaken by all of this. Then the emotional roller coaster of, okay, commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to see a happy engagement. Really tough. It was almost like, stop playing with my emotions here. It's very, like Not that I wasn't happy for Zach and Katie, but man, after the whole conversation of Zach sitting there, and Zach even crying, to a woman that he dumped, 10 minutes later, he's sitting next to his fiance and and happy and all this. It's just, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know what they should do. Hey, Mike Fleiss no longer uh, has any say in this show whatsoever. I don't know if he had any say in that. It's usually controlled by the showrunners, what they choose to do. But I'll be interested to see if they ever go back to the old ways, where it was just... Yeah, in that commercial breaks, you'll get shots of the live studio audience and maybe even an interview here and there to kill some time. But when we get down to that last 30 minutes, it's like, okay, first person out of the limo, get dumped, commercial break. Second person out of the limo, get proposed to. Here we are back at live studio, and then we'll talk to both of them. I don't know what's better. Does anybody have a preference? I really don't know. I haven't, I haven't decided yet. I know I liked it back in the day, but then when I watched the Gabby sit down from Monday night. I'm almost like that was kind of needed to immediately go into her and her reaction and talk about it. Just would have felt maybe weird doing it 20 minutes later. Cause that's probably when it would have been. Cause you still had about 15 minutes left of Zach and Katie's proposal and all this stuff. I don't know. I'm, I'm still deciding. I'll let you know what I come up with eventually. 
Moving on to Bachelor in Paradise, no, no real news to report. They haven't started casting for this show. It doesn't start till June, but I'm sure they've reached out to people. They reach out to everybody. They basically tell everybody once they're off the show, would you be interested? But let's face it. They already know the big names they want to get. I have no idea who's going to be on it yet. You know it's going to be a lot of Zach's women. You can pretty much guarantee probably women number two through ten are all going to be on there at some point this season. If not, and probably going to have a couple night one women mixed in and also have a couple women that were, you know, episodes three through five. You know, we're going to get that. We pretty much guarantee that every season. But with now knowing the premiere date of charity season is June 26th, well, we now know Bachelor in Paradise starts filming first week of June. It always has for the first eight seasons I don't see that changing. So that means, yet again, the guys that are currently filming Charity Season who end up on Paradise, the women on Zach's season, and any women, any woman that's from a previous season that's going to be on Paradise this season will know nothing about them other than following spoilers. Because when they leave in June, yes, the filming will have been over for a month. We won't know. I mean, maybe I'll have who's the villain. Maybe I'll have storylines of, of what happens on charity season by then. Maybe not. I never know. But the only thing they would have to go off of is any spoilers that are released. And that's it. I would think by then we would know who the final four was. And at least that's like the bare minimum is we'd know who the final four was by the time everyone leaves for paradise for sure. But I've always thought it was interesting because back in the day, again, I keep saying back in the day, but back in the day, they used to have at least one or two episodes there before everyone went down to paradise and film because they used to start the bachelorette season week before Memorial Day weekend. One time it was like May 8th or something like that, but it was usually mid to late May. And then they would leave first week of June to go down to paradise. Well, now we're at a place where it's like, okay, now they're not seeing anything. So the only thing they would possibly know about these guys is what's out there spoiler-wise. Because by the time they go down there, I don't even think the headshots and the bios for these guys will have been released yet. Because they leave the first week of June. Charity season doesn't start till June 26th. I don't think they're coming out until usually a couple weeks beforehand. So that's all they're going to have to go off of. And we know how it's played a role sometimes in the past, and sometimes some women don't care. So we'll see how they handle it, but that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. So just to wrap things up with the Barstool Rhea information that obviously ended up being wrong, she had released on Friday that she had heard through a source, even though she had no idea if it was true or not, she still talked about it, which I said, you know, was a mistake, that Zach got engaged to Katie at the end of the show, but has since dumped her and was, and, and was dating Jess, which, you know, put two and two together made no sense. Why would he dump Katie for a woman? He never even had a one-on-one date with not to mention, why would he dump Katie? Someone who lives right where he lives. It just, it never made any sense. It didn't make any sense for her to post it when she stands behind this. Hey, I have no idea if it's true or not, because you know, we all know that if it ended up being true, whatever she reposts ends up being true, it ends up turning into, <clears throat> see, I told you. But her being wrong, it's just like, okay, whatever, just moving on. But that's not the way you handle information like that. It's just wrong. So what did she do? 
on Monday night, put a clown nose on, put clown feet on, put the whole wig on, and, you know, self-deprecating stuff, which is good. And Zach and Katie were on Chicks in the Office podcast. She did not make it to that podcast because she had a fever and was sick, didn't want to get them sick. And, you know, some people are saying, oh, she used that as a, and she even said to herself, people are going to think I was a coward, but I really am sick. I, I totally believe her. I thought she was sick. You know, I, I, it wasn't a huge deal to where she wouldn't be like, oh my God, I can't even show my face in front of these two. Yeah, she just would have had to do it face to face and say, totally sorry, I, I, I did that. But once again, it's my whole thing of if she never does this again, then everything's cool. The whole point is I hope she learned her lesson to never run with anything without knowing for sure if it's true or not. And putting something out there and just basically throwing a bunch of shit against the wall and hoping something sticks, which is what some people on the internet and TikTok do a lot, that's not the way you handle business. That's not the way you report news because you're going to lose immediate credibility because a lot of things you say are going to end up being wrong and hiding behind, well, I never said it was true. I just told you what I was hearing. It's because they want to be right. That's that's the only reason why you would put something out there to say like, look, I have no idea if it's right or wrong. I'm just putting it out there just in case. You know, Yeah, it's just in case because you want it to be right. And if it is right, you're going to take all the credit for it. And if it isn't, you put a clown nose on and be like, ah, yeah, I was just playing around. But no, it's just you, you, you interfered in people's lives and reported false information. Trust me, I did it. I've done it before in the past. I haven't done it in years. It's just I'm, I'm not going that route. So I like the fact that she was very self-deprecating about it. And let's just hope it just doesn't happen. That's the whole point. Like, it's not like she's absolved of everything. Um, because if she does it again, then it's like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. And doing it again, I, I, I highly doubt she would because she's already got this major strike against her. So who would believe it if she does it again? Now, the other thing about it that I found kind of funny when I was looking at some of the comments was there were people that were hoping it was right just so I could be wrong. I've never really quite understood that. I Look, I know I'm not for everybody. I've, I've said that a thousand times. Nobody in this world is universally liked. I get it. But... All I did on February 6th was say, hey, everyone, Zach got COVID in London, and Zach is engaged to Katie. It took me three months to get the spoiler, but I finally got it. Here it is. Yet there are people out there whose lives kind of revolve around me being wrong. And you could see it in some of those comments when you look on Twitter and you look at what Rhea tweeted and you're just like, some people are like, oh my God, this will be so good. Reality Steve's going to have egg on his face. It's just like, why do you care so much if I'm wrong? What Does that make you feel better? It's just, uh, it. I've been wrong before and I've come back the very next season and been right numerous times. I'm way more right than I'm wrong. And that's not just me patting myself on the back. It's just facts. If I'm sitting here with a 50% track record, yet I'm telling you I'm at 90%, then you'd have reason to call me out. But that's just not the case. So many things that I report during the season, spoiler-wise, are true. Like I said, when I reported the Zach COVID stuff, not only did I you know, say that day that, yeah, Zach's engaged to Katie, I said, look, this season filmed 
ended filming in November. When they were in London, it was October. Nobody in all of the internet from October until February 6th had reported either about Zach having COVID and having to cancel the rest of London. So that was just as important to this season because it had never happened before. And that's what I mean that I don't really get it when all I'm doing is providing you information that I know you want to hear. Yet people are just obsessed with wanting me to be wrong. Like, why? I, 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 I'm being dead honest when I say this. I legitimately want to hear from someone who hates me. I want to hear why you hate me so much and why your life revolves around me being wrong. Like any of those people who tweeted under that, uh, under Barstool Rhea's tweet, I'd love to know. I'd love to know why you want that spoiler to be wrong and Rhea to be right. Because you think all of a sudden Rhea's going to all, you know, the first time she posts a spoiler, it ends up being right and Reality Steve is wrong. That make that would make her the person that everybody's going to go to every season for spoilers? No, because the next season I would come back just like I have numerous times when I have been wrong in the past and owned my mistake and said, yeah, I got it wrong, but was able to change it and it ended up being right. So that's the thing that really confuses me. Never really understood that, but maybe I'm not supposed to. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I, really, I, I really do find that rather head scratching to say the least yesterday I posted videos from charity's group date which was on Tuesday right yeah because Monday was Braden Bowers one-on-one Tuesdays it was in the yesterday's uh, column as well talked about it on the daily roundup it was a Barbie sing-off it's in promotion with the Barbie movie that's coming out this summer that's being released July 21st This episode is going to air July 10th, so clearly it's in conjunction. They've done this numerous times in the past with television shows and movies coming out. They have a themed date surrounding that. They did it shit two seasons ago with Clayton when they had Hillary. uh, Was it Hillary Duff? Yeah, not not Haley Duff. Yeah, Hillary Duff on to promote um, the show that she was on. So same exact stuff. They've done this before. Remember they did it uh, on... I think Chris Soule's season with Ice Cube and Kevin Hart to promote their movie. So many times they've done this. So when I looked at the release date for Barbie, I was like, ah, okay, this is why they're doing this silly Barbie sing-off date. But I had videos and I posted videos of about a five-second clip of Sean McLaughlin singing rather horribly. I'm guessing most of these guys aren't good singers. It's more for entertainment value. But he ended up winning. And I had three or four videos of them walking off stage and then, you know, hanging out at the pier and talking. Today, I'm going to post more videos and I have identified all 12 men now that were on the date. So I will be able to I'm going to post the videos because it's a lot of videos of them walking as a group. And then I'm going to post a, you know, on my end, I'm going to take screenshots from that video and just focus in on one guy and say, this is him. This is him. And do it for all 12 men. So. You've got that uh, coming later on today. So let's wrap up with Survivor and the challenge. I wish Bachelor Data, I wish Susanna would do Survivor and do screen time because Jesus Christ, 
how much screen time is Carolyn getting? Look, like I said last week, I'm sure she's a wonderful human being. I'm sure she's a great mother. She just annoys the hell out of me on this show. I think she's overacting. I think she's playing a character. It's just too much. The facial expressions for every single thing, it's just like, okay, tone it down. But she gets so much screen time. I get the fact that, yes, her tribe lost, so the last 15 minutes was going to be dedicated to, you know, strategy of who's going to get rid of who, Josh, or I keep wanting to call him Bam Bam. Bam Bam was Barney Rubble's son, right, in the Flintstones? I keep wanting to call him Bam Bam. It's Jam. Wait, it's Jam Jam, right? Jam Jam or Carolyn. So it it was them discussing, you know, who's going to backstab who and all this stuff and fake idols and all this. But even before that, the amount of confessionals and ITMs she's getting, there's got to be a survivor site out there that tracks this stuff, right? That does what Bachelor Data does. Maybe not as detailed as Bachelor Data, but has an idea of at least how many confessionals and ITM she is getting because it seems to wipe out everybody else on this show. Yes, her tribe has lost three times, so they're going to get focused on a lot, but there are people on the other tribes that I feel like hasn't even gotten one or two confessionals all season. Carolyn is dominating for the first, what, I think we're five episodes in. So it's just so much, but I'd be really interested to know how much screen time she's getting versus other people on the show. She's got to be running away with it at this point. The other point I want to make about last night's Survivor was, again, this is a show that when it's an hour long and we're at 8.55, or in my in my case, 7.55 Central Time, and they haven't even started walking to Tribal Council, you pretty much knew the second you saw Jeff's boat pulling up to talk to Carolyn, Josh, and Jam Jam, he was going to tell them that What's-His-Nuts was going to be removed from the you know had had left the show and therefore they weren't going to have a tribal council it was quite obvious so not too much suspense there it's happened before or sometimes in in the past they've had same well same exact thing happening when you're like late in the show and there's only five minutes left in the show and you know they still have three or four minutes of commercials to to play clearly they're not having a tribal council that particular episode they didn't last night and that that one guy with the shoulder injury is unfortunately had to be removed from the game because he was in too much pain after separating his shoulder as for the challenge another one that i don't understand maybe it's because they're having a little more liberty on paramount plus but i hate when these shows don't end with who is why can't we just have at the end of every episode the face-off in the arena, and someone eliminated. You know, I do we have to do these? I, I get that there is suspense and whatnot. I'll be honest with you. Now, yesterday was a, um, a very tiring day for me, just kind of running all around, and then had one of my harder workouts at the gym. I was just, I got home, and I, and I saw that the new episode had been released. I turned it on. I, I, I saw the daily challenge with them swinging around, and I saw that Darrell and his partner won, and that Wes and his partner are in the arena for sure. But when they were doing the voting, I was kind of dosing in and out. So I don't remember. 
I remember bits and pieces, but then when I was really back awake, TJ says, you guys never came to a decision, so now it's Darrell and his partner's turn to decide who is going to face Wes and his partner. What happened? I get, Well, I guess I just got to go back and watch it. What, what does he mean they didn't nominate? I thought everybody puts a vote in and the top two vote-getters automatically go in. I, what, what does he mean they, they couldn't decide on anybody? I always thought they decided on two based on number of votes. But maybe it was explained, and that's why, you know, that's what I get for falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, I was falling asleep yesterday, and this was – I started watching it at, like, 6.15. <laughs> so, yeah, it shows you uh, how gassed I was. I was beat. So – I'll go back and watch it. You don't have to answer that for me. I'll go back and watch it and just kind of see exactly what happened. But uh, I thought the I thought the ring throwing was an interesting something we'd never really seen before. That was a challenge we had never seen before. Some of the people really nailed it, and some of them were completely behind and could never get any sort of rhythm going on when to throw the ring and how high to throw the ring. And then even once you did that, they're going pretty fast. And to throw, I thought they were actually closer. I thought once you caught the ring, it'd be easy to just dump it off. But everyone's throwing it into the same bin, and it was a lot farther away than I thought with not a huge opening. So congrats to the people who did really well. I know Bananas and Justine, I think they were second most. Didn't they have like 13 or 16 in there? They did really well, but Darrell and his partner had a lot as well. Anyway, that's it for today. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Tomorrow's Daily Roundup, I'm telling you right now, since tomorrow night I'm going to Taylor Swift, it's probably going to be centered around Taylor Swift, mostly. I, that's what I would say, is I'm going to spend a good amount of time talking about Taylor and my past and going to the shows and whatnot. I will still, if there's any news in Bachelor Nation, certainly I'm going to talk about it. I think one of the things I will talk about tomorrow is Blake Horseman having to pay the show $175,000 for breaking contract by doing a bunch of podcasts and doing some events that weren't, you know, signed off on by the show. I thought that was, I have some major, definitely some thoughts on that. So I'm going to talk about that first, but then I'll probably end with some Taylor Swift stuff. So anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. The Sports Daily will be up should be up in about an hour from now and in two hours from now podcast number 332 in my interview with dr diane strakowski it's an excellent excellent conversation talking about gabby talking about ariel how they handled themselves how katie handled themselves how zach handled himself she's excellent so tune into that coming up in a couple hours thank you all for listening and i will talk to you tomorrow see you